options, choices, and we get up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ain't no goddamn it, what? Any, mini, mini, mo. Let's get it, let's go. If you ain't no what? What? Any, mini, mini, mo. Let's go. We live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Down in the Basement podcast. Where we get down about what goes down. I go by the name of Simon, and with me today, we have the man himself, Mr. Anthony. Hey, what's up? That's me. Hello, hello. We have Miss Elizabeth in the house. Hey, guys. And last but not least, we have Ricky, the soundboard guy. Uh, the one and only. What's going on? Hey, we sound good. Yep. I just got to say that off the rip real quick. Coming like, at you live from the basement with the new equipment. And we're all together this time, so it's an extra special episode because we are finally together. Um, no longer are we satellite. Um, and yeah, it's good to see your faces in person. I know. I missed all of you guys so much. I know. It's been... It's been a rough ride. We're here, though. We are. We, we decided ha- to change it up a little bit from the uh, official podcast drink. I guess not so official. No more sangria. Corona took us out, and as Simon put it, Corona brought us back in, baby. <laughs> Sipping on these Coronas. Yes, sir. Oh, Hashtag cheers. not a sponsor. Yes. <laughs> but but we're putting it out there because we know y'all struggled through this pandemic. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Man. Cheers. Quick cheers. What's going on? How's how's everyone doing, dude? I feel like, yeah, everybody looks different. I don't know. A little bit? No? I no longer have bangs. True. I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. You've you been really? putting you've been putting in work. I gained though. a bag yesterday. Hey. It's not way the same. <laughs> hey, before we get started though, the rumors are true. It was my birthday last when was that? Saturday? Damn, he that's how you know Saturday. it was a good time. <laughs> Can't even remember, Shut dude. Um, but yeah. Happy birthday. It has been crazy, though, because with everything that's going on, everybody just wants to talk politics. Protest, talk about it, Anthony. Why don't you talk about Black it? Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Uh, what else is there to talk about? It seems like everybody's talking about it. There's a few, and I know, I personally know myself, that's a very hard-headed and um, I think chooses to be ignorant on the matter, and, you know, that's on them. Um and then there are some that want to learn more and they want to really, you know, just talk about things because they might see things from a different perspective than how everybody else sounds. And let me tell you something, man. Mm. We have to have patience out here. We have to have the patience to de- describe, to really articulate what people are thinking in a, in a form that's not aggressive. It's educational. It's not condescending. It's not attacking, but it is informative informative yeah and we have See, i salute you because you are going out of your way to teach people and i've seen that i know some of you many of you guys are um but yeah the, finding the patience to do that is very hard because it's like telling somebody why being bad is bad yeah. <laughs> you know hey, yeah. that's, facts. That's, a good, that's a good point do you feel you have the, that type of patience i feel like i have not <laughs> straight had up that patience no yeah i've um, yeah, I've had a lot of people that's like some family members, some friends that's like, this is the way I view it. And this is why, like, 
Like, I don't understand Black Lives Matter. Even, even after I explain it, the whole situation to them, it's... Just fucking hit them. Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I feel, well, like, I had, like, that experience with my mom where, you know, she's from a different generation and she's also Mexican. And I made it a point to kind of explain to her, like, what's really going on. And, like, we had so many discussions, but we actually did sit down and we watched 13th by Ava DuVernay, and then she, I kind of feel like there's been moments where she's had, like, these aha moments, where she's like, oh, my God, like, this system really is, like, it's not made for minorities. It's not made for Latinos. It's not made for black people. It's not made for anyone who isn't um, a male, a guy, a man, and who's white. And, like, generational wealth and all of that. Like, she started to understand these things. And then, like, I would ask her questions, and I would kind of challenge her thought and her way of thinking, and then she would say, like, yeah, but I didn't have that education. And then I said, well, I did, so let me pass it on to you. So we've had a lot of conversations. A lot of things have been going on. I am there. I'm, like, ready to go because I wasn't here last week, so I feel like I need to, you know, catch up for the mm-hmm. week that I wasn't Ellie here. Ellie was in the trenches. I was. She was out there so getting I it done. I was in San Francisco um, in the Mission and the Castro and my friend and I, we walked over four miles um, on that protest, and I made a video about it. And I did go as press, so I was a little protected. But, you know, I'm sure everybody, and I'm sure you guys have seen that the press has also been attacked. And, it like, your credentials doesn't matter. Like, they don't matter anymore. Like, you can say, I'm press, I have a camera. They see who you are, you're identifying yourself, and you'll still get shot at, and you'll still get maced. So I wasn't really scared. Um, my friend and I, we did take precautions. Ricky was my point of contact if anything didn't happen. Or, like, you know, if I got arrested or something happened, he knew what to do. He had instructions. But, you know, from what we saw, from what my friend and I saw, we really didn't know what we were going to encounter. We took precautions. We took water. We took our press credentials. We took our camera. We were prepared. But everything went well. And from the video, from what I covered, it was peaceful. And it was great. And the energy there was just different. And like police were there. I was right in front of the police, in front of the protesters, right in the middle. Um, One police officer was crying. Um, I think that's important to note. And no one was violent. No one threw anything at the police. People did yell at them. Really quick, why was that important to note? Because I think people, I think, when I think about like police, right, I like to think, that at some point, if someone's going to try to be a police officer, that perhaps they're going in with the right intentions, that they want to protect and serve their community, right? I'm sure many policemen and women went into the job thinking that they're going to be serving the community. Yes. I personally have a friend. Mm -hmm. I know some people. I I know a few people that are policemen, but I have one friend that is a police and I told him, like, I was like, hey, things are starting to get crazy. I hope you're staying safe. And he's like, yeah, things aren't going too crazy just yet, but thanks. Yeah. But, yeah, is, I feel for him, too. Like, Is it know, Officer Bacon? No, <laughs> Officer Bacon is actually not an officer. Okay. okay Chris just P. Bacon. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think his dreams of becoming an officer still remains, though. I don't know, man. I think we talked about it, like, last time. Yeah. Um, I had said it. Like, so what, no compassion for the popo? I mean, the way I see it is I don't think there's good cops. I just think yeah, that there's good that. people who go to work and do their job. Um, I don't know. I feel like when you go to work and your work and its mission is to 
follow a certain agenda, certain objective, then you really can't be a good cop, right? I mean, is this good in terms of morality or in terms of how well you do your job? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when it comes down to doing your job, you can either do it or you don't. And for like, I mean, what police officers they have a quota to hit a certain amount of tickets, and I'm sure, you know, they're patrolled in certain particular areas where they're trying to get the meet that quota, right? So, I I think that there are good people who are cops who go to work, but I don't believe in a good cop. And I'm okay that somebody can change my mind. I'm open to that. But I don't think you can be good in so much bad. That's just personally speaking. Maybe one day we can get a, a, cop, a cop to be a guest. A cop in here? Yeah. I'd be down to listen. Yeah. I'm, d- I'm open-minded. But I think like that's what the conversation is now, right? Like worldwide and nationwide, that the police as a whole, they're not doing the best that they can, right? We've heard the phrases like, oh, well, we just have a couple of bad apples, right? Mm-hmm. Right? We, well, we've heard, like, we've heard that. Like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. We've heard that. And, it, like, that's still not acceptable because they're still not doing their job correctly. Like, people are still dying. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's like, now the point of conversation that even though you may have come in with good intentions, police as a whole, they're not doing their jobs correctly. And even now that people are voicing police brutality We've seen, like, we've all seen videos where people are just walking, exercising their First Amendment right to freedom of protest, freedom to assemble, and they're still getting maced while they're just walking. Like, that's, there's something wrong there. Like, if you're just walking, and even if you're just protesting, and they're in your face and they're yelling, that's your constitutional right to do so. That should not give anybody of authority a right to spray you with mace or shoot you with rubber bullets. Yeah, I was having a, a conversation with one of my friends today and he was asking me, he was just like, like, do you think there's going to be change? And like, I had to think about that for a second, because the way I see it, like what people are being exposed to right now has been happening to black people for 400 years, exactly. straight up. Right. Yep. And I'm happy that it's taking a collective um, agenda from all 50 states to protest. And there's so many people getting involved, so many different companies getting involved. But I mean, we're just at a point of realization right now. Literally, yeah. that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. people are being exposed to when, oh my God, like they maced me for no reason. Well, welcome to being fucking black. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that's kind of like the way I see it. So, I mean, I'm really happy like with the out, sorry, I am currently, what's the word I'm looking for? What is it like stable? Like not optimistic? stable. Optimistic? I'm optimistic. That's a great word. to. I wasn't even going to say that, but that's actually a better word. Um, <laughs> I think that I'm optimistic in the fact that so many people are coming to a realization of obviously the divide of kind of like where the brutality actually happens. And there's so many people taking a stand. And even if not so many people are taking a stand, so many people are realizing things. Right. And that's where it, that's where it starts. So like, I mean, what took 50 fucking States to get together and protest and all these different, you know, people to come together just for four officers to get arrested. Right. I mean, we're talking yes. like we're talking small change here, but I am optimistic. I, I, I will say that yeah. breaking news. I hope I don't break your optimism, but the three officers besides uh, Chauvin, the main person who had his back, who had his knee on George Floyd's neck. The rest of the officers actually got released on today. bail today. Yeah. Well, that's that's easy. What were their bail amounts? I don't know if it was bail or uh or if it like there, was were there dropped were there charges dropped because that's a whole different thing no yeah. i i believe i believe they're they're um out on bail no no their actual court date is on the 29th it's at the end of june so i know that it has to be out on bail 
Because what I read was that that's, the actual... Well, that's, like, easy. Like, even, like, what, Chauvin, his bail was set at, like, $1.25 million. Yeah. Like, you just still have to come up with a short, like, a small amount of money. So, yeah. I mean, that's relatively easy. I, you know, I'm, I don't know what their safety is like. Because, you know, if I were those police officers, I wouldn't want to be outside. Yeah. True. Did yeah. you see any, like, crazy shit while you were out there? Like, did you um, see any looting or any vandalism? No. No. No, I, I think, you know, for us, San Jose on the 29th, which was, which was my birthday, you know. Hey, um, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was the day where it got super crazy here in San Jose, where we actually did see looting. We did see, um, did we see looting? Dumpsters on fire. Dumpsters on fire. I wouldn't say looting, looting but yeah. more like damages on yes, property properties damage. and yeah. businesses. Yeah, yes. and then a dumpster fire did happen. Um, people did get shot at with rubber bullets. A couple friends of my, a couple of reporter friends of mine got shot with rubber bullets. Wow. Um, that was crazy. A cop did get punched in the face. Yes. Knocked out. Knocked out. I don't condone it, but you know, I understand. Hey, that's what you get for. Hey, man, don't get got getting got. You got to check the disrespect, right? <laughs> and they exactly. talked about this shit exactly. a long time ago, man. You had that coming. Exactly. Yes. I don't feel bad for you. But that, that did happen, but in San Francisco... No, um, there were uh, several points where we passed by a freeway and police blocked off entrance entrances and exits from the freeway. And then like uh, the the protest started at Mission Dolores Park and then they made their way through the Castro and then it made a way to um, I believe it was the Hall of Justice slash jail in San Francisco. So obviously the jail, there's going to be heavy police presence there because that's where they all they're all at. Um, but I did not see any kind of physical violence. Um, we did stay there after curfew, which was 8 p.m. for San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened to us. And then we we left at around 8.30 just because the crowd started diminishing. So by like 8.30, there was probably like 200, 300 people left out of like 10,000 people that I were there. I actually heard there were 20,000. 20,000? 20, probably. 000. Probably. So out of like the couple thousand that were there at the end by like 830, there was just a couple hundred. So we were just like, OK, well, for us, we just left. Um, but I didn't see anything other than violence. I did see people like get up to their face, like protesters got up to the face of police, but nothing violent and nothing being damaged. Dude, I don't understand how like they're shooting these rubber bullets and tear gas canisters at people's faces. Yes. I like, dude, that shit is supposed to bounce on the ground. Yes. And it's like a. A, a disabling tactic, like a ricochet, right? yeah, yeah. Like it, it's not supposed to be meant meant to be hit at the human body. That's crazy, man. So yeah, I mean, I understand people's frustrations, and like you said, it's been happening. Yeah. So I think what's crazy about that is that crowd control equipment is militarized. Exactly. Which is like not good. Cause, no. Because you're not supposed to control your. Your, your own your people, people yeah. with right. military weapons. Exactly. So and then some of the, the changes that. that people are calling are saying, right, we want to defund the police, demilitarize the police, and just change the overall system of, of prison reform. Bro, That's, a lot of people are getting sensitive about that, police, the defunding the police. The police. Yeah. Why? So defund just the term seems to be triggering. It's see, you know, because when people think defund, they mean take away all their money yeah. and police, whether you like it or not, are a form of protection. Right. We've always been told if something happens, what do you do? You call the police. Sorry. Corona. Someone's just drunk. <laughs> so uh, the term defund just in general seems to put people on edge because they start to think, well, if something bad happens to me, 
do I call? Who do I call? You know? And yep. that's the thing. So it's like the term, I think we have to change the term, the phrase. We I like divest and reform. Invest. Divest. Divest, divest. and reform. Divest meaning take the money that we're already putting in there, but instead of putting it for that reason, putting it into another reason. So divest from the police. So take the money that we're already investing in them, but take some of it out and invest that into the community. Yeah. And it does not sit right with me that teachers have to buy their own supplies for their classrooms and are struggling while police are out here militarized. One cop's riot gear could pay for 55 PPE for the health professionals that are fighting Corona. Exactly. And you know what's funny? You talked about this whole protest and everything and how you were on the ground, but you didn't even mention one thing about you being scared of Corona. Isn't that crazy? It seems like yeah. that whole thing just went away, huh? Yeah. We did take precautions. We never, like, took our masks off. Um, I want to say, like, 99% of the people that were there mm -hmm. um, had their mask on, so I never really felt unsafe. Um, I think the unsafest I felt was just being around a lot of people, just yeah. mainly because I'm short, and I was just like, ah, oh, claustrophobic. But you said claustrophobic. Well, also, claustrophobic. also the mask doesn't completely protect yeah. you from Bro, I mean, coronavirus. I wasn't really scared. I mean, and also like, I think I've also heard like, oh, like just Corona went away. There's no longer social distancing because there's all these protests. Like how enraged, I don't know if that's the right word, but the fact that people have to go out and protest against police brutality on top of a pandemic. We motherfucking tired. Yeah. Well, honestly, protesting is such a privilege for us. There's some countries that exactly. don't even have the privilege or the right to protest. So to they, criticize our government, they're experiencing the oppression that w that we're experiencing, right? Um, but they they can't even voice that out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that hasn't stopped them from voicing it out. Look at Hong Kong; they were protesting. In fact, war like harder than we were. Bro. They were going at it. Mexico? Yeah, but you don't find that in China. Mexico? Though. Yeah. You know, North you know, Korea. What? Yes. You don't find what? Protesting. Are those you serious? You don't find protesting in Hong Kong? Well, Hong Kong is literally had the really biggest Chinese. protest. We learned from them. Dude, hey, the, let me say but something. Yes, really they do protest against that like dictatorship um, very effectively. And they, they've trained. They've obviously trained. And they've obviously done their homework. But yeah, but that's because that they're Hong Kong and they're they want to to you, you don't fight see it in against, the full Republic of China. You they see they it in want one to place. fight against China. Exactly. Bro, I feel like there was like a class or a lesson for the Hong Kong protest. Did yep. you see all of the counters that yeah. they had? They had I leaf blowers. Them. Yes. No, they knew what they were doing. Laser I, pointers. I think, I think we like as in, you know, Americans, we took a lot from them and like, you know, started to apply here. Yeah, I was, you know, th they were laced up. Um, Protesting isn't a right, but it will be done when when needed is absolutely. what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. This is a privilege. But the thing is, even if someone didn't have a privilege, there's so much social media coverage now. I feel like if you live in an area where shit's going down and you record it and you show it to the world, the world will stand in unity with you. And that's what the George Floyd protest ha like showed. Because not only did it start a nationwide protest and nationwide change, but it also went global. It went to the UK. It went to Japan. 
it spread. And that's because yeah. of like social Korea. media. Yeah, they, they were in London, bro. Black Lives Matter. Like, they was out there, <laughs> Black dude. Black Lives like, Matter. Matter. You know, like, they was out there, uh, bro. Like, shout out to London. Shout out to everyone. Yeah, fuck the police. Went to France. France France knows how to fucking throw a revolution. <laughs> yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. They were burning hell of shit in the street. France is crazy. Shout it's out to France. France and U.S. I would say is kind of similar in terms of like the racial tension that it experiences. Oh, yeah. Really? Do you, I don't know. I I don't know if you, like in Europe people is there like a France specifically? Is there like um? I mean, I I'm speaking specific to like the whole Black Lives Matter. Is it like out there? Is it as bad? I don't yes. think it's as it's oh, yeah, I don't worldwide, man. Yes. Really? I don't know if it's people, like. <laughs> I don't know ahead. if it's like you know at the same level, but yeah. there's there's discrimination and there's prejudice against black black people everywhere, all over the world. Yes, even in the Philippines, it's and it's not even like just black people in general. I'll be real with you, it's color. It the color of your skin defines your class in the Philippines. Yeah. So like darker people, even if they are Filipino, are more likely to get the um, um, your essential jobs than. Then if you were light skinned, then you're gonna get like um your higher level jobs. Yeah, you know I I don't fucking understand why we look at like why is color like associated with the person, right? Like think about it. Like technically, we're all African Americans. You can be um you can be Asian American. You can be something like that. But like no, like I to my Asian friends, I don't say hey y'all. I hang out with the yellow guy, or I'm a Mexican, the brown guy. But like black and white why is that so distinct and why is that such a big like oh black people and white people you know what i mean why is it not african-americans and caucasians or whatever the fuck you call white people you know like it's crazy somebody was the same friend i was talking about earlier he asked me he was like are you african-american or are you black and i was like i don't think there's a difference like the the word black and african-american are the same to me um being like so me, I'm a Retrian, right? And that's in East African country. So if I was to associate myself as being a Retrian, then I'm classifying myself as that. But I know that there's some black people who say, I'm, I'm not black, I'm African-American, or I'm not African-American, I'm black. What the fuck is the difference? There is no difference. Like, I just personally think the only difference is like, for stupid people, we call ourselves a color. And for more educated reasons, you're going to call yourself African-American. Your original heritage and you know, where you reside. That's kind of merging the both of them. Um, like in a in a job, right? You're not gonna like, if you're gonna describe a black guy, and I, I guess this is open to anybody in the room. If you were tr- to describe a black guy at work, you're not gonna say, oh, ask the black guy. Or like, what does he look like? Oh, he's black. You'd say, oh, he's African-American because it's a more proper way, right? Am I right or no? I would disagree because I think it's, I hate that it's politically incorrect to to call someone like, what they are like you're black you're brown like is that supposed to offend me it shouldn't i think it does because we've put these these stigmas on them and just how you're saying you would say they're african-american what if they don't consider themselves african-american what if they have generations of family that you know their ancestors way back came here and they consider themselves american you know then great you can just say you're american but i'm going to like reality check if you are black of skin, somehow, some way, you came from Africa. Some way, somehow. Your ancestors, if you trace it back, you came from Africa. Okay, but you could say that white people, like people that are like literally like white skinned, also come from Africa. 
they absolutely could and they can say they're african-american south africa like it does i'm just saying mm-hmm. like why as a people are we fucking just like oh you're a color like we're talking like childish like children oh like i won't say like oh a yellow person a brown person a black person a white person like why don't we talk about like who you are like for me right if i was to say like i like i mentioned earlier like i am east african i'm not going to say oh i'm an east african-american i'm either going to classify myself as eritrean because that's where i i know i came from and my family came from or mm-hmm. You know, because in layman terms for stupid people, I'm black. So so you would get offended if I called you black? No, absolutely not. But I, the point I'm trying to call out is the difference between black and African-American. Mm. Like, there is no difference to me. Yeah, I don't think there's there a difference isn't. to me. There, there, but you can be black and not be African-American well, or African. Because some people may not consider that. Because I've, I've heard that kind of like argument where it's just like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just black. Like, are you saying that you're going to be, like, European-American? Oh, it's a difference between, like, skin color and race. And I don't think that they should have anything to do with one another because I've seen black dudes that are Cuban. Yeah, are you talking about, like, Afro-Latino? If you go to to Mexico or uh, Florida, you see Cubans that are black. Yeah, You're, like, we're right on the same page then. So, like, he's not I don't think it's stupid of me to think that I can call someone black, though. I don't You're, think that's, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying. So let me let that's, me. That co- is what you said. Though. No, I'm going to tell you what I said. What I said is that we're talking about the difference of black because the conversation I had with my friend was about the difference between black and African-American. What is the difference? Tell me other than the color of your skin and where your ancestry came from and where you live now. What is the difference other than one is more like just layman well, terms skin color. You're black and you're white because that's the only no- way I know how to differentiate you. Like, it, that's what I'm trying to say. Not, like, calling people black. Like, I, dude, when I fill out a job application, I'm black. I but see your point. What the, what do they say? They say black slash African-American. Cause yeah, the, the, no, I see your point. But to Ricky's point, there are the, Lat, like, um, Afro-Latinos, mm-hmm. Latinas, who are also black, but they're not African-Americans. Correct. So they wouldn't even select black or African-American. They'd be Afro, They'd be Latinx. Whatever. They would be, like, on the thing. They, there is no black <laughs> slash Cuban. Latinx. Like, right? Yeah. There's, it's just black slash African-American. So, or you I, could say, like, Latino, Hispanic. Yeah, like, that, I'm just trying to zone in on the conversation that I had, and just, it was a conversation starter for me. Um, I mean, I'm the only black guy here, so it's a little <laughs> bit hard to have this conversation <laughs> well, and debate, but... <laughs> no, because, like, I think at the beginning of, like, these last two weeks, right, everyone, I hope, is, like, self-reflecting a little bit in how they, even if you're not black, right, especially, especially if you're not black, how can you do your part in supporting the Black Lives Matter movement? So I realized that I would, because I, I feel like on the topic of language and vocabulary, I was tr- maybe trying to play it like safe mm-hmm. and like maybe politically correct if you might yep. use that word, where I was saying like people of color. But then I also heard another conversation with Nina Parker, who's from Oakland. Hey, shout out to her. Hey. And she was saying like, no, at this point, especially if you're not black, I need you to say black. Like, say it with yes. your whole chest. Correct. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, cool. So I feel like I took that because before I was just saying, like, people of color. But then I realized that people of color can mean Latinos, can mean mm-hmm. Asian, can mean, you know, everybody other, like, everybody yeah. else other than black. Correct. And that's why right now it's not people of color lives matter. It's yes, black, black lives, lives matter. Because we, as of right now, and that's the way America associates African Americans as black people. So that's why black lives matter. And that's why we're, yeah. that right now is, right now has to be discussed. It yes. has to be um, there has to be actions applied to make it equality, like equal, right? Yes. So, like, I think for me, Ricky, I don't know, like, w- the point I was just trying to make, and it was just, again, 
maybe it was a little random on my end, but it was just kind of going into the discussion of like black and African American. Cause like what I I hear a lot of, I have friends who are African and they'll say, well, I'm not black. Okay. They're African? I'm African. That's, that's fine. I understand that. But like, if you don't know, like if you're going to say, Oh, I am African. I mean, you're just African American cause you live here. Right. Like, I mean, unless I tell you I am, Eritrean. Like yeah. I, I just don't understand the divide. That's what I'm trying to kind of get down to. You know what I get when you when you mention something like that? If someone says, like your friend, I'm not black, I'm African, you can be both. The fact that you don't want to acknowledge your blackness in itself is bad. It's like the argument where people say, I don't see color. No, yeah. you do see color. Exactly. You do see color. I'm brown. I have friends that are black. What's so wrong with that? Yeah. There is nothing wrong with that. So when you tell me someone says, I'm not black, I'm African, bro, you're both. And I love you for having both. That's you can yeah. be black, you can be African, you are African. You that is you. Yeah. And I acknowledge that and I and I, you know, I ha I'm brown. I love my brown skin. Yep. I'm Mexican, but I'm light-skinned, but I'm still Latina. I feel like that can only go to an extent, though, because black and brown are actual, like, the color of your skin, mm -hmm. but but you can describe somebody of a color, and then it'll be derogatory. Like, if you can call Native American red, that is or if derogatory. you call a yellow, because that's or not if you an call an Asian guy yellow, yeah. that would be derogatory. Disrespectful, because they're yeah. not, that's not like, a, a skin color. So that is my thing, is why are we, like... Never mind. I'm not going to get into that bad. Like, let me no, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be offended if somebody was to call me brown because I am brown. Mm -hmm. But if somebody was to call me yellow, then I'd be like, all right, this guy's making a racist yeah. statement. Yes. And then yeah. then that would be a Because problem. that has a racist sentiment behind it. Yeah. I feel that, you know, I actually don't know the history of the of the phrase yellow skin of the expression, but I don't imagine it's a good one. That does seem to have some type of racist backing behind it so i'd understand why you would get mad because let's I, mean, I don't even understand skin, it yeah, yeah, skin, yeah. Well, didn't i it just come know from, it's racist didn't it come from like the yellow peril like that phrase or that word what is that yellow that came from the yellow fever does it i we gotta need to do our research i know we need to, we need to all do our research i have a question for you guys so i'm sure like you know these past two weeks that protests have continued to happen We've seen like the whole cancel culture be a little bit elevated to people who have been openly racist. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? Do you feel like this is our moment to call people out on their racism or would you consider it to be like cyberbullying? Eh. Hell, <laughs> I feel no. like we should have been. I feel like you can call, you should call. Yeah, yes. you should call people. Out whenever. Thank you. Now that we are doing it online. Um, yes, that is also cyberbullying. Is this in relation to Terry Crews' stupid ass comment? No, this is in okay. relation to, I believe, Sky Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The girl. Why? What did Sky Jackson she, do? She's using her Twitter right now to expose people's racism. And then someone, so you can send, like, on her Twitter, you can send her, like, you know, videos of people who have been caught saying, just being racist. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, like, oh, this is Karen Smith. And she works for this law firm in or in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And then people, you know, Twitter sets it on fire. She has a huge platform. And then they proceed to cancel her, to yeah. send emails to their jobs, and then they'll proceed to get fired. Mm -hmm. So in Sky Jackson's case, um, someone sent an email to her university saying that she's using her platform to 
that she's being a cyber bully. But I, I agree with all of you guys. Like, right now is a time for you to call people out on their shit, especially if it's fucking racist. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's nothing wrong. All you're doing is just saying, hey, you're just putting something in the light. Yeah. You're putting their darkness in the light. I mean, that's all it is, man. Like, But then it's up to the institution to act on that. Yeah. You'd obviously okay. assume that the, op- yeah. the institution and if it doesn't, will act if it doesn't reflect, if it doesn't reflect their their views, their ideologies, then they have a right to kick you out of said organization, yeah, right? Es- especially you, now that like all these companies were saying like, oh, we support diversity. Let's see how much you support exactly, diversity. Tommy. Exactly. And I don't believe you if you don't have black employees. Exactly. How dare you say we support you know Black Lives Matter, but one percent of your employees are black exactly. or, or people of color? Yeah. Disrespectful. Like, exactly. So I feel, you know, and it might be like, you know what? I don't give a shit if it's insensitive. I don't care if I'm promoting cyberbullying. Right now is the fucking time to call people out on their fucking racism because we don't tolerate it anymore. Mm -hmm. People people are like dying. Like, Mm -hmm. um, no, they're not dying. They're getting killed. So right now is the fucking time for everybody to use their fucking platform and set people on fire because we don't support racism. It's 2020. We've waited way too long. Like, we're fed up. We're done. You know what, dude? Shit. Let it go. Let it rip. Um. Dude, I'm gonna go on a tangent real quick. Go for you it. You know what's crazy to me? I, like, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Like, white people had shit fucked up back in the day, dude. Like, how are we colored people? Like, Wait, what? So let me ask. Let me. Black is the absence of color, first and foremost. Okay. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. When mm. white people get fucking angry, mm. they turn red. When they get sick, they turn green. When they're, you know, about to hurl, they turn purple or blue. How the fuck are we colored? How? Houseway. Those were all colors. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. That, that <laughs> I need answers, bro. Like I, ne- I need answers. Shit, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. That's crazy, man. They, I'm telling you, they white people were twisted back a, then. It was a crazy ass thought, bro. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm just sitting here in my bag like too, bro. too goddamn woke, bro. <laughs> right? Do you think here's a question for you guys? Do you guys think the que- the the problem of racism in America will e- will ever get resolved? No, and better right now. And no. better, because I'm fucking tired of it. Like I'm done. I'm tired of people being racist or even just fucking discriminatory. Like I don't give a shit where your religion is. I don't care who the fuck you want to marry. I don't care what the skin color is. You know what your skin color is. I don't care where you come from. I don't care your documentation status. I don't give a shit. Like, we should all be respecting and treating people as equal. Talk that and, talk. And, you know, at this point, we're all fucking fed up. We saw it, all 50 states band together. And they were protesting. And they shut shit down. And, like, now is the fucking time. So if it's not getting resolved tomorrow, it's getting resolved today. Because it's fucking 2020. Like, this shit is done. If it's not, it, it's going to get resolved. I don't care if I have to quit my job and, you know, just become a fucking cyber bully. But this <laughs> shit is done. We're over it. Yeah. How is it going to get resolved? So I have a theory To on where this. you're going to stop racism. So I don't think, so first and foremost. Starts with the Pepsi. Race, yeah, starts with <laughs> the <laughs> I saw somebody recreate that picture, by the I way, did, and sorry, I laughed. I, I was like, yeah, yeah, they got they got arrested. Oh, oh did they? Yeah. yeah, there was a lady that should have got him a Coke. Um, <laughs> it was actually a flower. She probably wouldn't have gotten no, there was, arrested. And I saw the guy. It was a, it was a, uh, a plastic Pepsi, right? I don't even know. I just saw yeah. My plan of attack, well, I guess my understanding of racism, it's first and foremost, it is so deeply rooted into our system mm. that it is going yeah. to take literal, like, I don't, I don't expect 
us to flip the whole judicial system and yeah. all the judges and all that. Mm-hmm. But I know this. I know that if we can hold police accountable, it would limit the amount of people that are put into that dirty ass system. Right. Um, if people like cops, specifically cops, are scared to lose their jobs or be incarcerated for, you know, killing black people, then they would be more inclined to not do it. Right. I mean, like, I don't think we're asking for much. We're literally asking for us to just be, hold them accountable, hold them a fucking accountable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that it starts there. Um, yeah, dude. Like once if that happens, when that happens, I'm hoping with all of the, you know, push of this movement is. Yeah, we hold police accountable, and what that will do is it will limit the amount of people put into um, mass incarceration. Mass incarceration. You I think mean, what? it starts with police reform. Absolutely. 13% of America is black, right? 70% of the Say prison it. system is black. Say it. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. That's crazy. That exactly. is a crazy-ass stat to hear. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. So I think it starts there. It starts with the, I mean, you know, I don't want to say it ends there. I don't think we can end racism. Like, people are still going to be racist. That's what I'm saying. And that's why it takes not just prison reform, police reform. It takes calling out these motherfuckers who are online talking that shit because yep. they need to be canceled, too. Yeah. It, we need people reform, too. It's like, it's going to take. It's going to be a long road. Yeah. And again, the point we're at right now is just realization, exactly. in my, my opinion. We're and at the tip of the iceberg. I don't right? think we're just at realization anymore. I think we've taken a step towards accountability, towards reform, especially with all the discussions about defunding the police Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we are definitely taking the step to fix systematic racism by first taking care of the oppressors that uphold those rules of systematic inequality systemic systemic Systemic, inequality sorry i saw a tweet that actually said it's not systematic it's systemic i said i said it before like that. so so by learning by disbanding these these types of forces really holding them accountable taking away and honestly investing more in the community right yes bro like i mentioned before teachers are paying their own you know supplies uh kids in under i think it's impoverished uh neighborhoods that i didn't learn i didn't learn about programming until i was in college bro i didn't learn about systemic racism until i was in college literally right yes if we put the money into our kids that'll automatically create a huge difference yes and and that's how we really start to end racism I do i believe racism can end maybe yeah but it starts with educating our young yes. there might be an area where racism still exists and because it's passed down from generation to generation but but guess what bro if parents teach their kids to be racist but their kids even from elementary get checked on that shit then they'll grow up to think differently than their parents, and that's how you fix. They will educate their parents, yeah. Because like people are doing it. that right now. I had to do that. I Elizabeth had to do that. Yeah. I'm sure you m- might have had to do that too, yeah. because it's a cultural way of thinking, and it's needed, right? But I see so many. They say Generation Z is going to be the type that's afraid to go out and talk to people, but ready to throw tear gas canisters (laughs) and educate people on racism and call them out. And I believe that. Yes. I saw a tweet that said Gen Z is a type of generation to be afraid to ask for a bottle of ranch, but they'll straight up like throw (laughs) back a tear gas. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, in there's been a lot of that I've been like thinking about and like reflecting with, but you know to answer like Anthony's question it's going to take a full system change it's going to start with education because I didn't learn about systemic racism I didn't learn the real history of the United States 
and how they're literally investing in other countries' civil wars until I got to college. And I saw that you like my tweet that I said that I legit had to pay thousands of dollars just so I can get educated on the real history of the United States. Because And I took AP US history, and I still didn't get taught that. So I think it starts with education. It starts with uh, prison reform. It starts with voting, not just for like the fucking president or senators or representatives, but it's also like who you're voting as the DA, who you're voting the judges that are going to be trying these these trials, right? It starts from within, but it also like this movement needs to continue. So it, it needs to change. What is it? Three sixty, right? Is that the right one? Uh, if we three sixty, we're back where we're at. Yeah, yeah, we want to do one eighty. One eighty, yeah, no, no, yeah. <laughs> we want to turn around and go. Never look back at this, okay? You know, I was reading up on a crazy ass fact. Um, do you know that, like, Marine Corps, like, it is, they punish misconduct to other, I guess, terrorists who commit war crimes. Like that, what Marines do to like terrorists are more monitored than what police do to civilians. Like, how crazy is that from an accountability standpoint? So we have people, we have, you know, um, our army pretty much going out and fighting all these countries and stuff, but, like, they have more accountability for what they do to those people versus what cops do here. I mean, it also takes, like, way longer for you to be a nail tech than it is for you to I be a cop. I think you can become a barber before exactly. you can become a cop. It's, like, 1,500 hours to become a barber. You I don't know. become yeah. a cop before you can become a barber. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know, dude. We got a lot, a lot to do, but I agree with Ricky. I think we're, you know, and I've been stating we, we've been at like a realization point. Yeah. I can, I can say that we've gone a little bit further than realization, but I mean, as we've just kind of, all of us have stated, it is going to be a very, very long road. Um, but hey, it takes everyone, right? I mean, that's, that's the point. Like everybody, like you mentioned, educational, you know, calling out just on a personal level, yeah. systemically, like. Action, a lot of action. Can I tell you guys a funny petitions. story? Yes. And I, I want to hear like what you guys think about it. So on the topic of now is a time to call it out, I called out my former news station. Hey. So let me give you guys a little bit of context. Um, it's predominantly white. There are a couple of people of color. Um, I believe there's like one Asian person, four black people, three Latinos. I think that's like the, the station. And it's small. Um, so there was this video where there's one reporter, she's Latina, and then she says, Ahora vamos a ir con nuestro meteorólogo AJ. Hola, AJ, dime que nos das. And that roughly translates to, now we're going to turn over to our meteorologist AJ. AJ, tell us what's the weather going to be like for this week. And she's speaking in perfect Spanish. She tosses to the weather dude, who's white, and he proceeds to do the, it's a virtual thing, so it's not on television, but it's only for Instagram or Twitter. And he proceeds to do the weather forecast in broken Spanish. And I tweeted at them, at that video, it says, and this is an example of why we need more diversity in the newsroom. And he replied, and he said, thanks. So what do you guys think about that? Good for you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, like, I love thank you. Like, that's, I also, like, I, I think you didn't do enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that, like, and I talked about this with my news friends, and then he's like, one of my friends, um, he said, oh, I don't think it was, like, tasteful of you to do that. And then he said, well, maybe he was just trying, or maybe he does know Spanish, but, you know, he's just practicing it. And I said, you literally have someone with perfect Spanish introducing this guy. 
So is it question. a Spanish is it news a, exactly. station? No, it's an English station. So then why was she talking Spanish? I don't know. Because I, I guess they want to do like little side pieces in Spanish. But why not hire someone to do it in Spanish? I think in that sense, I don't think he's in the wrong for trying. Yeah, I think yeah. the station messed up by trying to... Why yeah, are you doing yeah. this in Spanish? I don't get that. I don't get that either. So... <coughs> Yeah, I think the station kind of failed him because maybe they wanted him to do it in Spanish bec or because how weird would it be if she was like, you know, aquí está con, con la clima, and he's just like, okay. thanks. <laughs> uh, so boo, 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 boo. Like, and it's bad. It's like really bad. That's just, But that's just weird. I, I blame the, the station more for that. But I feel you when you're saying like there should at least be representation if you're going to do it this way, right? Yeah. yeah. If you're going to do something in Spanish, do get right. someone who does. Yeah. Get yes. someone who speaks Spanish. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and they're also the same station who told um, another former reporter saying, oh, we pronounce this city in its Los Baños. That's the city. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, we pronounce Los Baños, Los Banos. Don't yeah. fucking try to whitewash like actual names of places, especially when it has a fucking ñ on an it. An yeah. 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 And it's not Los Banos. It's Los Baños. So fucking say it in Spanish. Yeah, that's my thing. Heard it here first. Amen. And it's fucking Casey 24 <laughs> in Fresno. Just pulling that out there. Ooh, Ooh, talk about dang. it. Talk that talk. Drop the name. Show. It's getting personal. Jeez. I mean, we're going to call it out. Call it out. Call yep. it out. Hey, it starts, starts with us. Who else you want to call out? Go. My aunt. Ooh. <laughs> what's her, hey, what's her name? No, <laughs> what's her name? I mean, no, but she's like, she's fucking racist. Talk and about I'm like, it. I'm sure a lot of people listening yeah. to this can can relate right. that they have some racist family but what's going on i mean she's not a person that i you know am the closest to or that i go out of my way to talk to but growing up she was just and she's mexican and she's like brown mexican right mm -hmm. not, not compared to me who's like light skin mm -hmm. um but she she'll s just say these words like i eat mexicanos and i'm like bitch you're mexican mm. and i just don't understand that and i never understood that mm. and like she'll use like you know, words in Spanish like, ay, estos negros. And, but she'll say that with that conviction. Mm. And I'm just like, I know, just look at her like, mm. what? But, you know, she old. I don't know if, I don't think there's a conversation there to be had. Just mm. catch I hands. think generational gap definitely has yes. something to do with yeah. um, having that racial um, knowledge gap too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Me personally, I think racism is embedded in America. I think America is inherently racist. Yes. Um, I think in order to actually fight racism, we need an actual force to be a, like for fighting racism. I think we need to fight racism head on, call it out as we see it. And I think we need to put the KKK as a terrorist in the United States of America. Yes. Straight up. Hands down. I don't know how it's not yet. I don't, I don't know. Me too. Which is wild. Mm, like, that's why it's inherently racist. How is an organization system. that literally targets black people, murders them? Not just black people, too. Like gays, gays the Jews. Latinos. Anybody Latinos. who's not white. Yeah, exactly. Who's not of the Aryan race. Yeah. How are they not illegal or the, you know... I read that there is an act that basically the president can enact some type of action in order to stop these these groups from gathering or being present. 
specifically the KKK. But the thing is, they're never, they're always just put on minor charges or just by the state laws, just, you know, treated not as important. And it's crazy. We have to start. It, it all starts with accountability. Yep. We need a good accountant. We need to get this accountability. Fuck racism. We need a system that holds everybody accountable. That's what we're doing, God damn it. We're out here. Isn't there like... Black Lives Matter movement. Isn't there like yes, a sir. bill that was just introduced saying that if you falsely call the cops because the of Amy a, Cooper, yeah. Amy the Cooper, Amy Cooper law, right? Okay, wait. Can can I just interject? How disrespectful <laughs> is it? The audacity no, it's to get disrespectful. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no but how disrespectful? How did? Yeah, you deserve it. But like, it's so disrespectful to get a law. In your name, <laughs> that has to do with like a hate crime, yo. Imagine being her. How much of a fucking clown you feel that they made a bill after your name, the Amy Cooper bill, that basically will punish you for calling the police on some fake yeah. racist bullshit. Yeah. Like, imagine how she feels, bro. That's so funny to me. Your name will be in the it. history all the books. All the Coopers out there, don't name her Amy. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> don't yo, do it. All the Coopers. Bradley Cooper, do not name your daughter Amy. Nope. Please don't. Or get that name changed ASAP because that shit. Mm -mm. Dude, honestly, like, I bet you she goes back to that moment. Like, why? Why did I do that? Like, hey, check the yeah. disrespect. <laughs> Real quick, if you had a, a law named after you, what would it be about? Ooh. Like, what, what, would, what would it entail, positive or negative? Mine is that you can't drink orange juice after you brush your teeth. <laughs> what? <laughs> that shit's a thrill sometimes. Nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mine is uh, you can't be violent, like um, no violence against dogs. Ah. Um, yeah. Animals, specifically dogs. Okay. Mm. Ricky, what about you? You are allowed a 15-minute bathroom break at work. What? That's a... You, what? <laughs> Just a smile. I'm just, just like, really? <laughs> it's like that, bro. I'm gonna get you an application. <laughs> Real <laughs> personal time. It's my I, throne. I have no honestly. I do me. have a really like. I do want to. It's a little bit. It's really off topic. But my law first would be, everybody gets paid Sundays off. Ooh, oh, that sounds way better, Mike. Because sucks. even God took a break on creating this world, and mm. for me personally, because I'm I believe in God. Um. So, I mean, if he did, then we should too. Yeah. You know, like Sunday is the Sabbath, bro. We're supposed to, it's a day of relax. Um, I was having a conversation about, I want, it might be TMI. I don't know. Um, you can talk about anything right, here, I'm bro. Gonna, it's a family show. So I think that like when you're, when you're taking a pooper, like that is the best, like that is literally the best time to self-reflect. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like really productive when I'm on the pooper. No. Mine's in the shower. Yep. Well, this is the thing. You have to understand it like this. Shit, shower, yin yang. Right? You take a shower. You What's the shave? Uh, that's just like preliminary. That's a small <laughs> S. That's like, you know. Sh but like the shower is like, you know, it's it's like the start of the day. Right? But like you exit all that shit from you in the pooper. You know what I mean? Like that's a time when like, I don't know. I feel like it's a very clear time for you to self-reflect. Mm. Um, get your shit out. Get your yeah. Get what? your. <laughs> you didn't just know. think about shit. Just think about shit. What's the know? order? 
I mean, there's only one order. If there's this is a discussion. Le you poop? have, huh? Le poop, le no. shower. Le poop, le shower. That's the only way to do it. Have you? No, that's mm, unless you have a bidet. How do you guys feel about bidets? Love them. Quick, yeah. They I make my bidet <laughs> <laughs> all day bidet. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh you. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No, no I, I really do love them. We I have them. We have them at work. I always choose that. So I've never experienced a bidet, oh my but god, you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> you really. Are. Okay. Missing out. Are they, it's the spot. Sounds like it. Straight uh. up. Sounds like it's the shit. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Sorry for whoever's eating. Yeah, yeah. We should put a little disclaimer. Um, shout out. I just wanted Wait. to keep talking about the bidets, but no, right, no, no. Before no. we get into the shout out, let's talk sports. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees. What's going on with him? Fuck Drew Brees. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, what's up with him? So he decided to apologize for the statements he made last week about how kneeling is disrespectful to the flag. And it was never about the ignorant. fucking flag. Okay. It was never about the fucking flag. Yeah. Like, right. let's just get that out there. Like, it was never about the fucking flag. It's tough to be his teammate period. right now. Well, I know that, like, his teammates, I mean, you have to understand, too, like, right? And I try to think about it from, like, a occupation. Like, even Michael Thomas, his star wide receiver, number one. Uh, receiving yards last year he basically stated like you know that's my teammate he said some shit i didn't agree with um and i corrected him like i don't think drew Brees is going to get like the praise for saying sorry he might get some praise if he gets super bowl but i don't think he's going to get some praise for just saying sorry i think i think when you show your true colors it's hard to take it back you know what i mean like yeah maybe you didn't think of it that way or you know but the fact is, bro, you're from Louise, St. Louis. I'm mean, sorry, my bad. <laughs> New Orleans. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you're from New Orleans, bro. Like there is it is predominantly black culture. And the there, NFL is right? also predominantly well, black. He plays there, but he's not from there. Isn't he from there? What do you I don't care if yeah. you're if I'm sure he has a house there and he lives there. And he, he's from Dallas, Texas. Oh, that, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I'm just saying. <laughs> it does though. Dude, you know what? I cannot see Drew Brees as the <laughs> Just take move to the Cowboys. Let's get Dak Prescott over okay. to the Saints. Okay, but let's speaking just of <laughs> NFL though, um, fuck Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell did make an apology. Fuck Roger Goodell. Well, or a statement. Yeah, I talked about it last week, right? This is the one thing that we had mentioned, and one thing I said was I will not accept anything from the NFL unless they go back and they, you know, acknowledge that they fucked up, like. Not just, oh, I'm sorry, we're wrong. We did say, not like, say, Colin say what Kaepernick. you did wrong. Say Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. Say I'm fucking sorry to Colin Kaepernick. Correct. Is that enough? No. No. Absolutely not. I think Ricky has some good points on, you know, Sean Carter having his own team or P. Diddy or something. Hell yeah. I don't know. Hell yeah. But Valid, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't think that, uh, yeah, it's not enough, but it's no. a start. It's definitely a start it's to a start. say, I feel like. You know, as an even as an adult, like you can't move on with someone or something until you actually understand where you fucked up and you acknowledge that. And NFL did that. Um, I still don't think it's genuine, though. I still feel like it, it, it was kind of like a corporation move yeah. that like all these corporations are saying, like, we stand for diversity. You know, we support Black Lives Matter. It's just like now that, you know, kind of what you were saying, like now that the whole world has woken up, now they're going to say like, oh, we, we fucked up. I'm like, it was yeah. Come on. Well, 
time. I'm just saying. I see it. I see it. Fuck Roger Goodell. Okay, so while the Vikings just announced seven hours ago that they're donating $5 million to social mm-hmm. justice causes. Good. Good. So that's one franchise. That's why I like Kirk Cousins. You see? Kirk <laughs> Cousins was He's rapping, a, though. He was rapping hard. Kirk Cousins. He ain't need him. nobody to, to correct him or come off like that. He was he straight up. always invited to the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> always. That, is that your Kirk, Kirk Cousins or is that your cousin? Your Kirk Cousins. This is my cousin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kirk Cousins is a... Hey, Played for the Redskins, and I'm a Redskins fan. Oh yeah, so, you rock with him tough, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been a rough we got ride, history. Yeah, we got history, <laughs> yeah. But me and cousins, we go way back. It's my yeah. cousin. Like I said, put your money where your mouth is, oh, yeah. and if I don't believe it, till I see the money. How do we feel about Colin Kaepernick getting maybe a, a job back or some? Should've I been. they should Should've implement been. some kind of program for social justice and make him like the head, like something. Ooh. He they have to do something with him. Yeah. Because he literally started the peaceful protesting in the NFL, got blacklisted for it. What you mean you ain't going to do anything with him? Dude, if Colin you're really Kaepernick, about it. Man, like, you know what? I don't think you've ever gotten a shout out on this podcast. And yes. I'm, has he? Probably. I'm sure he has. Yeah, we actually probably have given him a shout out. But, like, that man literally risked everything. And there was also a baseball player who did it. Um, I, I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, but he pretty much lost his, you know, occupation as well like he was played for the a's um play, i don't know i don't want to butcher, butcher his name but yeah man you know like here we are in 2020 2016 colin kaepernick was you know what's crazy i don't know if you guys knew but like with colin kaepernick he actually um he sat down for the first American yes, flag. and it was a former football player and maybe veteran. Was he a veteran? He was, he was a veteran he was as a well, veteran. and he had a conversation yep. with kaepernick and he said you know what it'd actually be a little bit better if you just kneel and he know he did exactly what the veteran told yes. him would be more respectful to him and troops. Exactly. Because that's what like service members do, right? When yep. they when they lose a fellow service member, they kneel at their tombstone. Yep. So he said, you know, sitting down could be a little bit disrespectful. Why don't you kneel instead? Yep. To show your respect. But it was never about the fucking flag in the first place. And then nope. you have like fucking bitches like Tommy Lawrence saying like this fucking flag. It was never about the fucking flag. Yeah. It was all about police brutality. Yeah. And it didn't, you know, people didn't wake up until there was a fucking pandemic where you couldn't fucking escape these videos anymore. It started with, what was it? It was, um, hold on. It was with. Explain no, it. No, fuck. It, it started, there was like four pillars that happened. There was maybe, it, you know, it was Brianna Taylor. It was Ahmaud Aubrey. It was uh, Karen at the dark park. And then it was George Floyd. Yeah. Like all those things, and you couldn't fucking escape it because you were in a fucking pandemic. It was never about the fucking flag. It was all about police brutality, and just because there was a fucking pandemic, you couldn't escape it. You couldn't go on with your life. You couldn't go to work. You couldn't get your chai latte. So you had to sit there and watch all these fucking videos of police brutality and black people being killed for you to fucking wake up and take to the streets in the middle of a fucking pandemic just so you can stand up and say that black lives fucking matter. Hey, you know what? Shout out this pandemic, though. Is that a wrong way to say it, huh? Like, no, I, mean, I know what you mean. You know what I mean, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> not, shot, not shout out pandemic, but just like, you know, hey, like. There are its pros. There's like, you know, in every dark situation, there's a light. See, right? I'm fucking heated. I'm sorry. Like, so, I wasn't here last time. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that's been going on. Talk I was trying to be hella kind of To be honest, though, I feel like you could have still had this reaction without the pandemic. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. 
No, I absolutely the, the don't. Pandemic is the cherry. It's basically the, the. It was the solitude that everybody needed to just kind of like just experience and see what's happening because like exactly elizabeth said there's so much shit happening everybody's so you know occupied with their fucking try work. Yes. and work and you know you can go on social media like right now you can't escape you black can't lives escape matters it. like it's literally everywhere because you look. well think about it this way we've we this True. isn't this isn't new to us right we've seen philando castile we've seen trayvon martin we sandra saw bland. we saw sandra bland like sandra this bland, is this yeah. isn't new the only difference here is that the whole fucking world is on pause yep. and you can't escape it. You watch that video of George Floyd taking his last fucking breath and you can't go to work. You can't escape it. You can't go to your dinner parties with your friends. You can't go to Starbucks. You can't have that conversation anymore because you're forced to sit there, watch that video and you to sit there and dwell on your thoughts. Like this isn't new to us. The only difference here, here is that we have nowhere to go and you can't escape it. That's yeah. the only difference. And like, I think that's what also like the power of like whole social media is like, like even you and, and we talked, we touched on this last week, Ricky, like just people just reposting something like just that in itself means so much because like there's people who may not just, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's everywhere and everybody's doing their part by sharing or by actually doing something, protesting, right. Signing petitions, donating. Um, I mean, the list can go on. And so, yeah, I absolutely think that I the mean, pandemic was what we needed. Yeah, I guess it's just like I see it as more as the aggression from like being, you know, maybe what I think was really the turning point was the was the Minneapolis was the city of Minneapolis just throwing it down for George Floyd. I feel well, like we saw that in Ferguson. Yeah. There was I also riots I and looting and fires Yeah, in because it always happens centrally, like where, you know, the... Rodney King! But yeah. wasn't wasn't Ferguson over water? It wasn't over a murder? No. Wait, that, I'm thinking of Flint. Flint. That, yeah. What happened in Ferguson? It that was, was Mike Brown, Mike right? Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown was shot and killed by the police. And nothing so happened. Like, Ferguson went off. And, I mean, we even talk about it, right? We go all the way back to Rodney King. Like, exactly. L.A. went crazy, you know what yep. I mean? And, you know, of course, there were riots around, like, you know, or there were protests around... Um, the nation, the but, LA riots. you know, they caused $46 million in LA in damage. And guess what? Civil rights act passed six days after. Yeah. So like, you know, I think the pandemic was a huge factor in, in like the spark to this fire, which is, you know, why I say shout out the pandemic, yeah. not due to the lives, you know, rest in peace to anybody who has been impacted, lost or lost a loved one due to the whole COVID-19 situation. Um, but I mean, again, who knows how many lives it can save at yeah. the same time too, right? So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a that's a thought right there. This is a heavy topic, man. It is. It's the same. Yeah. Is there anything else to talk about? I feel like um, we've covered everything. Right. Before I mean, we go over some, um, uh, in light of things, there there have been some laws that's passed because of the whole pro protest. Um, some new dem bills. Let's start with. Um, they have they been passed, or are they, or are they, they actually just like talking? They, about they're being it? introduced. Got it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, so some Dem things Bill. that are being introduced by the Democratic nominees, or just like Where the Democratic they? Party, has to do with um, police reform. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of a lot of. I think Minneapolis actually started the process of defunding, but other cities, and I saw a tweet from our own mayor, uh, Sam Licardo said that he's not going to defund, but he's going to reform. 
So there's definitely talks on that. They're banning chokeholds, mm -hmm. which should have been done. I mean, a long time ago. Yeah. You don't need to apply that kind of pressure to someone when they're already helpless. Um, yeah, certain chokeholds are even illegal in MMA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. They can permanently injure you. And another thing is they're holding police accountable for no-knock warrants. This is what happened to Breonna Taylor. Yep. I don't know why Breonna Taylor's story hit so hard with me. It's it's just it's it's just stupid how the cops who did not have a warrant to go into her house but forced their forced their way into it without any police uniform, you know, and, sh and you know murdered her and they're not even in trouble, man. I they're think yeah. the reason why Breonna Taylor's story hits me so hard is because in a lot of these cases and a lot of these murders, it's kind of like a wrong place, wrong time situation, right? Mm -hmm. But you're at home right. sleeping in right. your bed next to your fucking boyfriend yeah. and you die. Like that, there's no wrong place, wrong time there. You're, you're at the right place yeah. at the right time. You didn't yeah. do anything wrong. You're supposed so. to be safe. I also hate the argument where they say like, well, why don't they just fucking comply? Like comply she was what? fucking sleeping. Bro, I don't need to comply when you force your way into my house. Exactly. This is my property. I don't care if you're the police. I don't give a fuck who you are. This is my property. Don't come in here telling me what to do. Exactly. You are not. You have no right here. This is my right. I'm supposed to be safe in my house. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense to me, bro. That how they how are they not in trouble? Well, I know the FBI is reopening the investigation into that, right? I mean, they, they absolutely have to. Um, I mean, there's no ramifications that can be, you know, put to what, you know, losing this queen's life, right? But, you know, hey, it's, yeah, Breonna Taylor's story is definitely one of the hardest ones to swallow. It's it's not even digestible at that moment just because, like, like you know. Sign the petitions. Let's make noise. That's all I'm saying. We can do it. We got the Minneapolis officers. Yeah. Let's let's do it here. You listening, I'm calling you to action. Go to our our link tree in our bio at Twitter, at Instagram, at We the Basement. Go there. There's a tab that says BLM resources. Go through it. Find Brianna Taylor's. Do it. Look out for a tweet. We're gonna tweet it. Do it though. Cause this is we need justice, especially for our black queens. I heard an interview recently with the mom of Breonna Taylor. I heard that shit today, and it was so sad, dude. They literally gave her the runaround saying, oh, yeah, your daughter's at the hospital. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. she's over here. Oh, yeah, she's over here. When in reality, she was at the house the whole time, and they were trying to make her sound like a bad girl. Uh, did you know that if her and her boyfriend ever had domestic issues, why does that matter? I think like one it's of the, mo crazy. the most heartbreaking things on, on this is I actually – Brianna Taylor's Twitter is still like open and you can go like read her tweets and it's just so crazy. Like the shit she was talking about, like about it being her year and like stuff that she had planned for it and stuff like, man, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So you, you heard, you heard, you heard the man petition. Sign action. But yeah, actions. Anthony, as you were saying, the benefits, the good things, laws being introduced or at least presented. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So there is a silver lining through all of this. But it is what it is. Has anything else gone down this week other than, you know, the... It's too many things. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Too many things. I think we hit it on the nail today. For the I, most I really, part. Like, you know, I really think that 
this is going to be a continued conversation. It's not going to just end at this oh, no. episode, right? I mean, nope. it's not going to, we're going to be speaking about this, you know, f- until there's change, it's right? And that's like, this is not the end of the book. This is just the end of today's chapter. This is the first word in the book. Yeah. Like, this is like, we're getting started. Yeah. Man, the history books got a long way to go for America. Dude, 2020 is going to be a fucked year to learn about. Yeah. I feel bad for people who like murder hornets, pandemic, right? Australia, yeah. World War Three. Uh, other right? other benefits are across the world. Um, they're taking down slave trader yep. statues. Yep. They they also banned the display of the Confederate flag, flag in, in the Marine Corps oh, and NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's awesome. That, hey, that's good. Any step forward is yes. a better is a, is again. It's not what I want and what we all want, but it's it's a step in the right direction. That's what I can say. Can I'll I just s- say a fear of mine though is that re-election okay. Trump might win again. Yeah. That is a fear of mine, and I think given everything that's going on. He's poised for it. Like, he's poising himself for that. I don't think and so. I feel you think like, so? I don't think so. I feel so. like the majority of the people that are not protesting are going to be voting. But I see a lot of people protesting. All 50 states. Yeah. Together. People right. are saying they're finally going to register to vote because of this. There's actually a link for Republicans vote against Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you guys see yeah, it? Like, they're, that. like, you know, like, you know. Really? But you think that's, that? That's a fear of mine. I'm... Like looking at things from a realistic point of view, honestly, yeah. Op- like pessimistically speaking, yes. I mean, I, I think I've always. And that's what I'm fearing for. I think I've always felt like his reelection is very likely. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that right now. Because he cheats. So. How do you beat somebody that cheats? I don't think so. I don't know. And I think he can't even like, he can't even own up to to like the old man that was pushed as yeah. something that was bad. You know, he can't yeah. even see the truth of of reality. So how do you expect to win against somebody like that? Yeah. Like we're not fighting against somebody that's real. You know what I'm saying? And not only yeah. that, but the system in itself is meant to to oppress, oppress the voters, you yes. know, voter yeah. oppression. There I heard today in primary booths they had to wait like Five six hours. no, six to eight hours. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. couldn't even go in and vote. So you tell me, how how are we ever going to be able to vote this man out if they make it hard for our neighborhoods to even vote in the first place? Especially locations where they know that people will vote Democratic, but they don't have the funds or the knowledge to, to fight back against the, government, the governmental oppression for their voting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I agree, yeah. but... What is it? November? I still have hope. We I have to be diligent in, you know, ma- making the, you know, what we want to happen, happen. Keep vote. fighting the good fight. Exactly. That's all, that's all there is to it, right? Get out there. Vote. Yep. Stop let's posting go. memes. God damn it. Hey, no, go, I'm, I'm all right. I want action. Go with, God damn it. Let's go with the shit show of the week. It's the shit show. It's the shit show. Okay. So this week's shit show for me, goes to Mike O'Meara. And I don't even care if I said that right or wrong. Hmm. But he's the head of police in New York who's saying that he feels vilified for their police officers who are now being treated unequal and saying that they're not there to protect the community. 
and so and you know oh. saying I know uh, and the press yeah. that they're vilifying them and that they're not the bad guys and that they're actually the good guys uh, I know and for that I just have one response to you and the words of Hassan Minhaj now you know what it's like to be a minority Damn. Yeah, honestly, I don't D feel bad. Dude, I saw that and I was like, dude, shut the fuck up right away. Like right away, like we're not villains. I was like, bitch, yes, you are. You, you, you're <laughs> killing black people. Right away. Like, come on, you, you know, you've done some things, you know. Yeah. 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 I saw like there was a video of him talking and like all the videos. I of, retweeted like, that. The police I fucking retweeted after. that. I and like, I just dude. said, you know what? Just stop, stop killing black people and don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. That guy can suck his shit. Yeah. Sheesh. Do we want to play audio from the? Wasn't there mm. one? Nah. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to give him some free, some free cloud out here. All right. So Michael Moore. Michael Mira something. Michael Mira Max. Yeah. yeah. Whatever your name is. Because you yeah, put whatever. on quite uh -huh. the show. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Racist. <laughs> Ooh, racist. <laughs> You're definitely one of this week's shit show of the weeks. <laughs> Another shit show of the week I want to talk about this week is Terry Crews. Yes, Terry Crews, you have not only come out with a horrible movie on Netflix. Uh, I forgot what it was called. John Henry. John Henry. That shit is triggity <laughs> trash. Please do not waste an hour and 40 minutes of your life watching this shit because you will literally despise what you did. It's kind of like that post nut clarity. I actually like this is the legend of John Henry, right? Like I like the, the I know the legend of John the Henry. Book you read when you were like in fifth grade yes. about the mm -hmm. the, Afri the black guy that was a uh, railroad. Yeah, yeah, that's him. But the movie has no depiction of what and who John Henry huh. is. It's literally only oh, named man. after him. No, no, don't. I'm I'm saving so you guys time. It's not even worth watching. It's not even worth watching the trailer. Damn. Just mm, just don't. Damn. John it's Henry bad. is one of my favorite legends. He's a is he Wait like Paul Bunyan? I've never heard of him. Paul Bunyan was white first and foremost, right? And then <laughs> John Henry's like... <laughs> He's basically the Paul Bunyan of I guess you could say that, yeah. Black people, yeah. Uh, let's get into the second reason as to why Terry Crews is on it. <laughs> let's get all right, all right. Go, go, so, go. So uh, recently, Terry Crews actually went to Twitter and with all seriousness tweeted, defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy equality is the truth like it or not we are all in this together terry cruz shut the hell up why are you out here talking about uh defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy first of all ain't no way in hell black supremacy is gonna happen that shouldn't even be a goal no type of supremacy should actually happen in my opinion right if we actually want equality, if we actually want some type of, you know, non non racial segregation, we have to come together. But the way you're saying it is that if we don't use white people, then there's no way that we can get to a fair space. No. Yeah, he's retarded. The, the system, the racial system that exists right now is meant to keep people of, of color down. So in my humble opinion, I do not think that black supremacy can happen um yes people white we should have white allies but it's because they should realize that what's been going on is wrong and while i agree that we're all in this together i do not think that black supremacy could exist thoughts fuck terry cruz yeah <laughs> you know what 
I'd actually be cool with like a you know two hundred years of black supremacy for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, we had four hundred years of white supremacy pretty much, so two hundred years is cool. No, no, on a serious note, the whole point is to get to a point where we can get all lives matter, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, right now, all don't. Um, nope. So, yeah, I mean, I think you know, yeah, black supremacy. I fucking wish. I don't. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't wish, have, but like have you know, tried like, to understand where he's coming from. No, he's married to a white woman, dude. <laughs> I'm sure she tweeted that from his account. So, so that's like non. His his argument is like non logical. No, it's non logical. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around that. No, black supremacy. No, so no. what he's saying, this is what I got from it. Is he's aware that the issue in America, all the social issues in America, is going to be race based. So if if you want to stand up against white supremacy, like you're going to need your white allies because yes. this is a white, like this is a white man's country and they're not going to give it up without, you know, they're not going to give up. They're not going to give it up to That's just to, to other people. This is not a white man's country. It is a white man's nation, but built on the, bla- on the backs of, yes. of blacks. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is a white country. Fuck that. No, I th- I get what I, I, I think. This is the reality of the the things. This As is, of right now, yeah, like yes. right now, like it is not an equal country. It right? is oppressive. It is oppressed, right? But yeah, um, yeah I'm I, I really from Terry Crews' tweet. All I really read was "All Lives Matter." Like that's yeah. literally what it yeah. was summarized to, and I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like I got that too. I, hmm. I don't know. I'm, I think his wife tweeted it. I'm just saying. I see from his account. Black supremacy to me is just something that. You can't even really like wrap your head around. around. Exactly. Like, what do you mean by black supremacy? Like, you really think that could exist? Oh, if we overtake our our our, the white people, you really think of like black supremacy? First of all, black people wouldn't even want to hold down other people like that. Exactly. Like, thank you. It's like you're black, Ricky. You understand. <laughs> it's just they wouldn't want to do that in the first place. Who who really wants to have a sense of supremacy? And the fact that you think that that they're fighting for this type of black or not that they're even fighting for, but that that would exist even without white allies. No, because I think we would be kind enough to be like, yo, even without your help, we still don't want to keep you guys down like you did to us. As I've heard before, black people are some of the most forgiving people. And that's just because they've had to be their whole lives, their ancestors yep. in order to forgive and, and live with all the shit that happens to them. The fact that they're not already wilding out, rioting, like killing people, like that's, you know, that's, that's strength. I, I read something and it resonated with me and it said, people are lucky black people don't want revenge and they only want yes. equality. I yes. agree. Like that's no, literally, sure. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, and the least we can give them is fucking reparations. We d- gave the, dude, the, Jews the Jews got reparations. The fucking Vietnamese war, like reparations, right? When we bombed fucking Hiroshima and Nagasaki, reparations. But East but Atlantic not slave trade. Yeah. Centuries of, <laughs> of, of oppression, of, of racism, of of labor, of, of forced labor, of of assault, of all this shit. Of a prison designed specifically to keep black people incarcerated. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I it, 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 I think that's what Ant was trying to get at. Like it it's it is a white man's like they are the oppressor. Yeah, they exactly. are not the oppressed. Yeah. Yes. So like, like it's taking like that back. And like, again, it, they lucky black people just want equality. That's 
literally it, man. Terry yeah. Crews. Terry Crews. Stupid. Michael Merrimax, whatever your face is. <laughs> y'all are this week's shit show of the week. That was the extra one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Now it's time to get down to this week's. Shout out of the week. Shout out of the week. Shout out of the week. Hey. Take it away. This week's shout out of the week will be going to, to somebody that everybody knows. Goes by the name of Elmo. Elmo. Little red guy. And um, for the reason that Elmo actually is starting to address racism uh, in the United States in a very um child friendly manner and shout out to cnn because we'll be playing their video and there's a little something that elmo said what the oh racism is when people treat other people unfairly because of the way they look or the color of their skin the, the color of their skin oh elmo doesn't understand daddy elmo has Friends with different types of skin. Oh, and color, too. Black, brown, pink, purple. I know, Elmo, but not all streets are like Sesame Street. And with that, all right, we got to make our street just like Sesame Street because obviously Sesame Street treats everybody equally. Seems like there's love in there. And honestly, that is... A much better place than the the place we're currently living at. Yeah, I think that racism is taught early, so it needs to be fought early. Yep. That's just straight up said. So shout out to Louis Elmo and her and his dad Louis. Shout out to you. You are this week's shout out of the week. God damn. Shout out of the week. Got both bands in here today. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A great episode today, guys and lady. Uh, I think it's time to wrap it up with words of wisdom. And with that, we'll start it off with none other than Elizabeth. It's been a tough two weeks. I'm back. I was very passionate this episode. We've got a long way to go. My words of wisdom are the worst form of inequality is to try to make unequal things equal. We got a long way to go. This fight is not over. This is a revolution. Black Lives Matter. Nice. With that, let's go with Simon. Um, my quote is from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Uh, it says, "Knowing is not enough. We must apply." Willing is not enough. We must do that. I encourage everyone um, that silence is can be deadly. So um, it requires all of us to find the light in this time of darkness. So apply and do. Let's go with No pun? Okay. No. Oh, his, that was no pun. His, on that his last name is Goeth, so we'll go with with that. Ah. 
Oh yeah, that was an intentional <laughs> pun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get me misunderstood, okay? No. I know what I'm doing here. Ricky's <laughs> like, nah. All right, all right, Amateurs. let's go, let's go. <laughs> really? Oh. <laughs> well, let me get a hold of that soundboard, dog. <laughs> I will want to say for my wise words this week. They come from the great Martin Luther King Jr. The ultimate measure of a person is not where one stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where one stands in times of challenge and controversy. To all of those being silent, we're looking at you. We're noticing. Be on the right side. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you for listening. And with this, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with this. The main hope of a nation lies in the proper education of its youth. So educate them properly. With that, thank you again for listening. Tune in again next week because we are out. Hey there. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Down in the Basement Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at WeTheBasement. Interact with us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Until then, see you next week.